0: IVM Here's your smart fact of the day Well, here's a great definition that I found about brain plasticity So what is brain plasticity? It is also known as neuroplasticity and it is the biological, chemical and physical capacity of the brain to reorganize its structure and function so it occurs as a result of learning, obviously, experience and memory function as a result of new things that you're doing. And sometimes it is also a result of some damage caused to your brain. But let's focus on the positive side of things and understand what neuroplasticity or brain plasticity means in this episode of Smarter With SIDS offering to you guys. And also understand how it conflicts and competes with all of us liking to be in our comfort zones, and my take on this. Let's go. It's that time of the year actually with me and my life as the traveling professor wherein I'm learning new concepts and understanding new theories of how to do things, new frameworks, new ability to refresh my material whenever I'm going into classes. My classes begin in June or July or wherever they may be. And um, I think that the most important thing for me to use this time for is to learn new things. And for that, I need my brain to be super accepting of the kind of absorption that it can do and the kind of connections that it can form so that I can present some new, innovative, crazy ideas to whoever is listening to me. So whether it's content on this podcast or whatever other stuff I do on social media or uh, my online classes or the lectures that I give. Neuroplasticity is an extremely important part of my learning Ability. Not that I just do it in the months of April, May, and June, but I also do it across the year. And I wanted to share this thought process of how do you actually become neuroplastic so you've got to think about thinking or you've got to think about using your brain differently as well I've done an episode on neuroplasticity before when this podcast was called the traveling professor's diary but that was more of a introductory take on it now today what I wanted to do was also look at how we can actually fight the barriers that don't let neuroplasticity happen Now, as usual, I want to talk more about the context first, then we can break it down into first principles. Then we can look at, you know, how we can connect things together and maybe look at how connecting those things together can lead to some takeaways for us. But on this specific one, I wanted to focus the context on what the barrier is towards keeping your brain super elastic and the ability to learn new things. I think the most critical element is what I call the comfort zone or what Sheldon Cooper calls the comfort zone. And he says in the big bang theory that there's a reason why it's called the comfort zone because it is comfortable. And I couldn't agree more. I think as we age, as we experience more of life, we understand what is good for us, what is bad for us. And we figure out what are the things that keep us happy. What are the things we like? What are the things that, you know, we don't like? And we try to avoid those things. And over uh, years or decades or months or whatever it may be, it becomes a little automatic, this process of shunning new experiences and uh, going for the things that make us feel comfortable. Now, being comfortable, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, If we were always neuroplastic like a baby is, we would probably won't be able to make too much sense of the world and we will not be able to succeed the way in which we are able to because there are times when you need to actually kind of subroutinize the way in which things move. Like for example, imagine you brushing your teeth every day and trying to learn things new. It'll be crazy. But hey, sometimes there's a good ability for you to learn new things if you just brush your teeth with your left hand. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, if you brush your teeth with your left hand, obviously you're going to struggle. You're going to uh, maybe learn a few new things about your teeth and your hand and your ability and all of that. And you might feel really bad about doing this. But the fact remains that you will be having a new experience with what you're doing as an old routinized thing. Now, the key is that we don't like doing this if we are not kind of agreed in our heads that we are going to do this. What I have experienced as far as neuroplasticity is concerned is two things. One is to ensure Try and learn new things. But why should I learn new things is the first question that we should ask. And anything that gives us an edge or anything that gives us a new ability to or a new perspective to look at the same things differently or look at new things is something which I call information that's useful to us. Some information we can just choose to be entertained with or some information is just passing by like all the news that we read every day about murders, deaths and suicides and stuff like that, which sometimes we consume much to our detriment. So neuroplasticity is more about avoiding the kind of information that is not going to help you in your life or your interests. And secondly, it is about getting that information in your head and being able to process it in a different way. right? Because the processing, which is the second part, also becomes extremely critical. Why does that become critical? Because Information can come in and go, but if you have the same information as everybody else, well, you don't know more than anybody else. But if you have the ability to make new connections in your head, which is a critical component of brain or neuroplasticity, then it means that you're changing the way in which the information is and helping you to form a new unique perspective that you can give to the world. Now, this means that you have to do One critical thing before you start absorbing new information. Sure, you can identify the information that is uh, critical for your interests or whatever it is, but that's still step two. Step one is to let your brain know that you're doing this and let your brain enjoy the process of curiosity, of discovery, of learning, and the joys associated with it. Because trust me, when you learn something new, which might be a little tough, it does take you out of your comfort zone. But the rush that you feel, the joy that you feel is pretty amazing, isn't it? So reframing it in our own head that, hey, I'm going to learn right now, or I'm going to do a few things to make my brain more neuroplastic or more uh, accepting of new information is a critical first step that most people overlook. They think that they can take the same brain and try and get in new information. That stuff doesn't happen. Now, there are many ways of making the brain more accepting of new information, but here are a few things that have really worked for me. The first thing is listening to new music. Now, if I'm going to listen to Kendrick Lamar for the first time, if I'm always going to uh, you know listen to something else if, I, and if I'm introduced to Kendrick Lamar uh, and I'm moving from rock and roll or rock or hard rock or heavy metal to rap or you know, post-rap as well, I'm going to open up those connections. There's a reason why we all stick to the music that we've loved as teenagers and we kind of stay stuck in that groove because our brain finds it comfortable. Our brain can relate to it. Our brain can relate to the emotions involved and, and the rest of it. Just listening to new music, even though you may not like it or stuff like that, not all music, mind you, and this new music may be classical or maybe absolutely by a new singer or new musician. So that's one thing that I've found out. The second thing that I've found out is maybe breathing techniques. Now, breathing techniques can be used in terms of transcendental meditation or any kind of meditation or Wim Hof or anything of that sort. But just that breathing and the ability to understand that what is kind of automatic can become more conscious. just allows your brain also to understand the same thing internally. These two techniques are not too often talked when it comes to making your brain neuroplastic, but I have certainly found through personal experience, mind you, this is anecdotal. I haven't seen the research behind it, but I find this very, very useful hack, right? Both of these techniques are really useful hacks to make your brain neuroplastic. So, when do you do this? You do this at the time that you please, because eventually you have to be relaxed enough to let your brain chill out a little and accept that. So, I do it when I want to, whenever it fits into my time, whether it's the day or the week or the weekend or whatever it may be. And you need to figure that out for yourself. I think the critical aspect over here is to do this first step before you try to get in new things and new subjects and new topics and new information, because then that will make a world of a difference. You've got to try to connect with this. And if you haven't already, maybe you're doing some aspects of your own. If you are, just Tell me, you know, what you're doing and I'd love to know more about it. The critical aspect is not to deny your comfort zone. We like to be comfortable, but just identify some aspects of your life or some times in your life when you have chosen to be uncomfortable and uncomfortable in a way that you like, like maybe music or meditation or breathing or whatever it may be, wherein your brain actually accepts things. Well, I hope you like this little aspect of neuroplasticity and the comfort zone. I will speak more about this topic as time progresses, but I just wanted to leave you with a little taster that you could just contemplate over and, and do something about as we move on in life and become smarter. And hey, if you like this particular episode, do like and subscribe to this podcast. And more than that, just take a look at uh, you know what I'm doing on LinkedIn or on Instagram. I'm the traveling professor. And uh, so you can hook up with me. I don't bite. Trust me. And the last thing is, if you like stuff like this, IVM podcast has got some amazing, amazing stuff for you on that happy note.